You know, a couple weeks ago, I, uh, we came to Wednesday night prayer, and this was probably about a week or so before the elections. And so I was talking to one of the ladies that came here. She was, uh, I guess she was involved in a political campaign. She was out in the neighborhood, um, out in the city, just out in the community, just passing out flyers for, I guess, a, a uh, politician. And so she was asking me a little bit about Hmong culture because she went over to, to some Hmong houses and, you know, she saw, she saw some uh, dried corns and, you know, some paper that they put up, up on their door with this little yellow sign in the middle. And she was like, well, you know, what, what does this mean? A lot of times what that means is because they don't want you to go inside, right? They, they don't want you to go inside their house. And because they believe, because they believe that if you were to go inside their house, then you would bring uh, bad fortune, you know, misfortunes or bad luck and things like that to them. And most of the time, the reason why they do that is because they're, they're either, um, you know, someone in the house is either sick or they're having some misfortunes or something like that, and they're trying to change their, their fortunes. So, and so they do a little soul-calling party, and they put those things up, and they don't want you go, to go inside their house because, you know, like I said, they, they believe that if you go, you might actually bring some bad luck to them. And a lot of times, in, in because of that, uh, we, we, because that's our traditional belief, and the Hmong, sometimes we bring that into our Christian belief, and so a lot of times, you know, in the Hmong churches, a lot of us as pastors, we tend to have to uh, deal with that. Because um, if you're a pastor and you go to a church, and you know in the past they've never had any kind of natural disasters or anything like that before, or they don't really have a lot of people that pass away or anything like that before, and then when all of a sudden when you show up into their church and you become their pastor, and now there's all these natural disasters that's going on, right? And all, and all of a sudden there's people that's passing away. They're, they're, they'll be saying, you know, that's the pastor's fault. The pastors bring us all these misfortunes. The pastors bring us all these bad luck. And so I was joking around with the, our mom congregation this morning because I've been here for about, you know, I've been here in, since 2016. And since then, we've had two, two very, very serious um, issues here in our community. You know, starting off with the dam. And I was telling them, that ho- I'm hoping that you guys are not thinking it's my fault, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, and so the first thing was with the Orville Dam, you know, that scare back in February of 2017. You know, at that time, my wife and I, we, it's been a long time, so we decided to go, you know, just the two of us to go watch a movie. And I, I don't remember what movie it was, but we went to watch a movie. And we just, you know, we, the movie hadn't started yet. We just went and sat down in the theater. And all of a sudden, everybody started getting up and leaving, you know? Everybody just started getting up and started leaving, and, and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is strange. You know, the movie haven't even started yet. Why, why are people leaving already? And so uh, we went outside, and, out and, then, and we, uh, you know, opened up our phone, and, you know, we went on Google and searched to see what's going on. And, of course, you know, we had the evacuation, and everybody had to evacuate. And so we, my, my family and I, we went to stay in El Grove for a while. And then there's this campfire that just happened here, um, you know, recently with, um, up there in Paradise. And... You know, just seeing all these stories, just hearing all these stories, just seeing all these videos that they post up on Facebook, on YouTube, of all the people that um, were trying to escape, you know, that, that they were, you know, evacuating, and, you know, just all the fire just burning along, uh, along the roads, along the freeways, and um, it's, it's very heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking. Yesterday, uh, we went over to Ch- uh, Chico, uh, the Chico Aldersgate Church, to meet with the bishop and with, to meet with all the other pastors. And, uh, of course, Pastor Chaku, the pastor of the Paradise United Methodist Church, he was also there, too. And um, on that day, he, he told us his story about what he went through. And he thought he, you know, he, he didn't think he would make it out. He didn't think he would make it out. And, and you know, his, his wife is a teacher, elementary school teacher. And that day, the, his wife was already at work, you know, already at school. And on that day, they, they were separated for six hours, not knowing what has happened to the other 
person. And um, as they spoke about this, of course, you know, they're, they're very emotional about it. And so something that Pastor Chakut said that's something he never, never, ever wants to see again. And he talks about how, you know, you often see these things on TV with a special effect and things of that sort, but, you know, this is reality. This is reality. And he, he talked about, you know, trees just exploding about, you know, about six feet away from you and how scary and how frightening that really was. And so some of the things that we often think about, you know, during, the, during difficult times such as these, how do we as Christians, how do we deal with it? What are we to do? How do we deal with these situations? How do we overcome these situations? Because it is very, very difficult. My wife and I, we've just recently went through, well, my family and I, we've just recently went through some very tough time in our family also, with my uncle passing away. And, you know, on the day that we buried him, we came home and we totaled, we got in a car accident and we totaled our car, right? We totaled our car. A lot of times when you're going through these difficult times, you think to yourself, God, how, how am I supposed to deal with this? How do I make it through these difficult, difficult times? And the great thing about God is that he is filled with wisdom and he reveals to us his wisdom through his word. And here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 8, God reveals to us about difficult times. He talks to us about difficult times. And one of the things that we must remember, one of the things that we must remember is that there is a time for everything. And there is a time for everything. And so when we are going through these hard times, when we are going through these hard times, we need to remember that these hard times are not forever. These hard times are not permanent, that they're only there for a while, and that eventually we will move past them. That eventually God will provide for us and he will turn these hard times and they will become good times for us. Because there is definitely, definitely a time for everything. And so let us, so many times as we're going through this, these difficult times, let us not, you know, let us not just focus on these things, but let us focus on the good times in our lives, the good times in which God has helped us. That's how, that's how we're able to keep our faith as we move forward. One of the things that helps us to really keep our faith as we're going through difficult times like, like these is to always reflect upon the love that God has given to us, all the good times that God has given to us, knowing and having faith that, he, that God will bring us through these bad times, that they're not permanent. They're not permanent. Eventually they will pass. And God's hand will continue to lead us through these hard times. And some of the things that I often think about when I go through difficult times are just, you know, one of the best times of our life, of my wife and I in our life, in our family, is pretty much the birth of our children. We remember these things and we think about these things, how much God has loved us and how much God has blessed us with three beautiful children to be a part of our life. And when we think about them, when we see them, it brings us back knowing that God, God truly does love us. And even though when we go through difficult times, we can keep that faith in God knowing that good times will come. You know, being, coming here, being a part of this church, I've seen, you know, with Nan and with Tyler, they've been together for, what, 13, 14 years or something like that. They, they've been married for a while. And this year they finally have their first child. What a tremendous blessing it is. I want us to understand that that this, this child, this, this Benjamin, is not only a blessing for, for uh, Tyler and for Nan, but Benjamin is a blessing for a whole church, for our entire church. It's a blessing for a whole community. And this is something that's great. This is something that's good. And we can reflect upon these things that, you know, God, even though when we go, we're going through difficult times, we know that good times are ahead because you have already provided for us in the past. You've given to us. You've proved to us. You've shown to us that you provide for us. And then, of course, yesterday when we came together and we celebrated Sang and Cindy after seven years of marriage, now they're finally going to have a child. 
They're going to have a boy here pretty soon. Things like these, just having children like these, being a part of our church, what a tremendous blessing it is. And so instead of, you know, so instead of worrying about these difficult times, we can focus on these positive things, focus on the love that God has given us, focus on these things knowing that these difficult times too, they too will pass. But I assure you that they will pass. They will pass and God will restore everything and we will rise again. Our town, our town of paradise will rise again. We are a good people. We are strong people. And nothing's going to hold us down. Nothing. And God will be there. He will provide strength for us. Not only that, I want us to understand that not only is it that these things will pass, but I want us to understand that as we go through difficult times that we're never alone. You're not alone. These Bible verses here, this, these scriptures here is for all of us. Letting us, us know that we all go through these same experiences. And we were, we're never alone. We're always going to be there for each other. During good times and during difficult times, we're always going to be there for each other. And yesterday I met with the Uncore director, the bishop, and also with our DS and all of our pastors. We met with them. And they're trying to set up something around here to really help out these people. And we really need volunteers. We really need volunteers, and right now their plan, what Uncore is doing, is they're set up, they, they're set up their office over at the old Sears uh, building over in Chico. And what they're doing is they're just passing out gift cards. Because like the Uncore director said to us yesterday, this is something that we've never seen before. This is something that we've never gone through before. We really don't know what to do. We really don't know what to do. And so all they're doing right now is just passing out gift cards to people, and we need volunteers. To go sit at those tables and as people come up, we can pass out gift cards. 20, we have $25 gift cards, $50 gift, uh, gift cards that we're passing out to all the victims. And we're also helping them fill out applications. As they're filling out these applications, it, it, will, it will help us understand more about their needs. And it will, it will help us uh, be able to put together programs that will help them in the future. And so we're doing this from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. over at the old church a building over in um, Chico. And we need volunteers to go there, be there three hours, four hours per day just to help out. We need about four to five people a day. I was fortunate enough that this morning we had a few people, three people from the Hmong congregation that volunteered for this. And if you're interested in this, let me know. So we can, so we can organize something and let Uncor know how we can go over there and really help them out as a church, as a group of people. I also... Uh, I also gave a, a gift card to Pastor Bob Chaku and Pastor Bob um, Beeler, you know, because, um, like I said, my heart really breaks, really breaks for them. And, but these are things that we can do together. Not only that, what we really need right now is just people just to be, be there. Just to be there and just to listen. Just to listen to these stories of all these victims who had to evacuate. Just sit there and listen to them. Many times you might think, well, Pastor Chang, what are we going to say to them? You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. Just sit there and listen to their stories. Let them share their stories with you. And after that, if they ask for prayer, just pray for them. These are, you know, we need people like these 
this, just to go there and just to listen to the stories of all the people who had to evacuate paradise, to offer them spiritual support, to offer them emotional support during this difficult time. We also need places that, you know, churches and buildings and homes that will be able to offer, you know, temporary shelter for many, many of our people, especially our children. As the rain is going to start coming, and that rain is good for the hills, good, it's good for us to really um, contain the fire, but it's not good for our children who are living in tents. For families who are living in tents, it's not good for them. And our heart breaks for them. Our heart breaks for them. And so we need these things. Who can offer temporary shelter for these people? Which church is willing to open themselves up to offer temporary shelter for these people? And they say that, you know, they say that they can, even if, you don't, even if we don't have any um, shower or anything like that, they have portable showers that they can take out here and hook, up, hook it up for us, just to provide places for people to stay temporarily until they find a place to go. So these are things that we need. We need shelters for animals. We need people to take care of, our, of the animals up there. So we need animal shelters. We need you to be, just be aware, be aware of the situation. Just be aware of what's going on up there so that if you run into somebody who needs help, you can offer them help. We need a place where people can just come and hang out. They don't have to come there and stay there you know, overnight or anything like that, but just a place, a church, a building, anything that's wanting to open up the church and so people can just come and hang out and maybe we can provide them some snack, provide them some food, provide them some coffee, Provide them some games to play so that their, mind, their minds are not so focused on the issues that they're going through. But, you know, we just want to be able to be there with them. And if they need anything, we can just be there to pray for them. These are the types of places that we need. And we need to understand we're not alone, that we're all together. We're in this together as a community. We need places that will house volunteers. Because we're going to start having a lot of volunteers coming from out of town. Coming from far places. And we need places that these volunteers can stay at as they help the situation up in paradise. So these are all things that we really need. And if, if you can volunteer for these things, please do let me know. Please do let me know as we work alongside with Encore. Encore is, our, um, is the disaster response um, team for the United Methodist Church. And so as we work alongside with Encore trying to you know, help out this community. Because this is our community, guys. This is our community. These are our people. We, gotta, we have to take care of them. We really have to take care of them. So we have to figure out how can we, as a church, how can we as individuals really take care of this. Not only that, what else can we do during difficult times? Let's just use this time to really reflect. Use this time to really reflect upon our relationship with God. I know many times during difficult times, we always ask why. Why? Why? The Word of God teaches us here in Ecclesiastes that, you know, a lot of times we're not going to understand why. We're not going to understand why. But one of the things that we can do is we can ask how. God, how can I, how can I grow in my faith? How can I grow closer to you through these difficult times? So how can we grow closer to God? How can we reflect upon these things? And how can we just grow in our faith? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says that God will make all things beautiful in his time. He will really make all things beautiful in his time. Reflect upon this trust in God, knowing that he will make everything beautiful once again during his time. 
And God has given us, God, the word of God, here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it teaches us that God has given us this yearning. Every culture, every person, every uh, man, every woman, every child, every religion, every ethnic group, God has given us this yearning inside our heart to really yearn after God. And during these difficult times, let us seek God. During these difficult times, let us find him, let us seek him out. And ask ourselves, God, how can we grow closer and closer to you? through these difficult times. Point number four I want us to understand is that know that you can never lose everything as a Christian. I know that many people have lost their homes, many people have lost you know, so many things that they worked for their whole life, all of a sudden just gone like that. So many people, uh, such as Calm, who works up there, he, he called me on that day and says, you know, Pastor, I, I lost my job. I don't know when, I, when I'll be able to go back to my job because he works up there in paradise. So many people have lost their jobs. And yet one of the things that we can always hold on to as Christians is that we can never, never truly lose everything. Because we will always have Jesus Christ with us. We will always have Jesus Christ with us. In Romans chapter 8 verse 38 says this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, nothing will ever separate us from God. So even if we lose everything, all the things, of, all, the materialist, all the material stuff in our life, one thing that we can always hold on to during difficult times is knowing that we will never, never lose Jesus Christ, that he will always be with us. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus says, I am with you always. Listen to that. I am with you always. Until when? Till the end of age. In other words, till the end of time. He's always, always going to be with us. The fifth point I want us to understand is this. And this is something I always hold on to. This is something that I, I always remember whenever I go through difficult times is this. So we need to remember that Jesus Christ has already declared victory. He has already overcome the world. He has already won. And we can have our hope in that. We can have our hope knowing that Jesus Christ has already overcame the world. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus Christ says, In this world you will have trouble. You see, in this world, he says, you will have trouble. So Jesus is telling us that even if we're Christians, that as long as we still live in this world, that there will be trouble for us. But take heart. He says, and I want, you, I want you to listen to this really careful. He says, take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. That's where our hope is at. That even when we go through these troubles, even though we go through difficult times, we need to remember, we will remember that Jesus Christ has already overcome the world. And during these difficult times, one of the things we need to continue doing is continue to do good. Continue to do good as Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 12 teaches us. One of the things that break my heart is because I hear all these stories about how people are now starting to, tr to treat the PG&E employees. Because, you know, of course, you know, everything is being blamed on PG&E at this time. And, um, and so a lot of their employees are getting harassed. But we need, you know, we need to think about that, that, we, that we, we must not do that. We must not do that. Okay, they're they're just they're trying to do their jobs. They're they're you know no one wants to, no one wants to be responsible for this. No one wants to be the person that did this. You know you know no one wants to do this. You know 
And so we must not go out there, we must not harass PG&E employees. You know, when we see them driving around town or something like that, let's, let's not try to harass them, but let's pray for them. Let's pray for the PG&E employees who, who are, they're also going through these difficult times because a lot of things is being uh, placed on, on PG&E as being the one that's responsible for this. So let us love them. Let us pray for these people too. That's what the Word of God teaches us, that we must continue to do good. And these are the things that we can do, is that we need to continue to do good, even during difficult times like this, because we know, because we know that Jesus Christ has already won. And in conclusion, Apostle Paul says this, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through verse 13, he says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to be, to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And this is the secret. This is the secret that he's talking about. He goes on and he says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So he's saying that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm going through, I can be content because I know I know that Christ is going to provide me the strength. And let us always remember that, no matter what we're going through, that Christ is our strength. He will never forsake us, and he will always, always be with us. And so today, as we go through difficult times, let us understand that this too shall pass. This too shall pass, and in his time, he will make all things beautiful again. Let us remember that we are not alone. We're not alone. We are in this together. Let us remember to use this time to reflect on our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. Let us remember that we can never truly lose everything because Christ will always be with us. And let us remember that Christ has already declared victory over all things. Let us pray. Father, you are our strength during difficult times. We ask for your presence during these times, Father. We have faith and we know that you won't forsake us. So we ask you continue to to shed your light upon our hearts and upon our life. Empower us to be able to love each other through these difficult, difficult times. Allow us to help each other, Father. And Father, we lift everyone up to you, our whole community here, up to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.